Hey, this is a Richard Sherman podcast brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy, the official fantasy partner of Caesar Rewards. To all my PFF listeners, it's time to get hooked up when you play. Get a $10 bonus when you deposit 10 by using the code PFF at registration. Just download Super Draft and start playing games like Super 15. Get your hands on some cash prizes, Caesar Rewards credits, and more. We're even hooking you up with free PFF Elite subscription when you sign up. Just download the Super Draft app on Apple or Play Store. Use the code PFF when you create an account, deposit $10, and get a free PFF Elite subscription. The offer is only eligible for new accounts. Sorry, everybody who's already subscribed, but new accounts, it's exciting. Super Draft paid fantasy contests are available in 34 states. Must be 18 or older to play. Paid contests in most states. Visit superdraft.io for all eligibility restrictions. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. Don't you ever talk about me. Picked off. It is Richard Sherman. It's picked off by Sherman. Now, buckle up. Here he goes. And it is intercepted by Richard Sherman. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. Another week, Super Bowl week this week, following the Pro Bowl. If you don't like it, you don't watch it, you know all that. I got my guy, Mitch Eisenstein, as always, joining me. I'm here, and I'm excited, <laughs> Rich. I'm excited. Super Bowl week, you know, we've, we've got a lot of, uh, what is today? Today's Tuesday, so it's media day in the Super Bowl. Maybe you want to start off, Richard. You've been to the Super Bowl a couple times, I think, right? right you know, right. maybe 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 we should talk a little bit about what this week was like as a player. You know, I know I'm sure there was a lot of distraction. It's always a bunch of hoopla being in Super Bowl City. But um, we'll talk through some of your experiences during Super Bowl week. It's chaos. It's chaos. It's 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 unlike any other week you'll deal with. You know, especially for guys that. Thankfully, I was one of the guys that did a press conference every week, so it wasn't like anything new from that regard with me. But for a lot of guys, it's they don't deal with press a lot. And on media day, they literally put you in a room full of reporters and every single player, all 63, including practice squad, have to deal with the media. So anybody could be the one to sink the ship. Anybody could be the one to say something crazy. It could be the last guy on the roster that just said, man, these guys suck. I think we'll beat them. And that would be the biggest headline of his life biggest headache of his life but um it's a lot of distractions a lot of people asking you for tickets you're trying to figure all that out trying to figure out hotels for people but once that's all done then you get to the game you kind of get back into your rhythm it's weird training somewhere else and and you know you're supposed to be a home game or whatever and you're you know you're living somewhere else you're training there yeah I, mean, I, I was cruising through instagram last night and i stumbled upon mike daniels you know for the cincinnati Bengals, and he's working out in the hallway and he's moving furniture and his in his hotel room and doing drills in the hotel room. And then obviously when you guys were in it, I saw Eric Armstead doing the same thing. Is that pretty much conventional norms now? Guys just locked in and getting it in where they can? I mean, that's always been the case. Guys just got to get their work in. And, and at this, at that point, you know, it's, it's all hands on deck. And you're going to get your work in, get your work in, have some fun, go crazy. And that's cool. And I think those guys are just showing their dedication. You know, I mean, you, you got to put everything you can in to win this game. And they're showing their dedication and focus. Richard, we, we had the, the pro bowl or whatever the heck you wanted to call that this past weekend. It looked like a two hand touch scrimmage out there. And you go on social media, you go on, you flip on the TV, everyone's griping about it. And you see, 
you know, the last, the greats of last generation, Deion Sanders, among a lot of others, just kind of questioning, you know, you know, the, saying that it was such an honor in their day and they went out and gave it their all. Like, what's your take on it? I mean, both sides are right. Like Deion and, and Shannon are right with, with how they feel because in their generation they played, um, but it's a different generation. And no they're not paying these guys enough to play hard in those games. Like, hey, it's not worth the, the injury risk. It's not worth it. And they're like, well, then don't play. It's like, well, if they paid me not to play, nobody would play. If they just gave us the accolade and paid us, those guys wouldn't go out there and waste their time. They don't give you the accolade and pay you. So it's like, hey, we got to go out here and jog around and put on this little show to get our money and, and we'll go home. What changes, if any, do you think can be made to make it more competitive? Do you make it flag football? Play, pay them a lot of money. Fair enough. <laughs> like, you're, you're not paying these guys game checks. Like, you're not paying me a game check to go out here to play against the best people I'll play against. Like, this will be the hardest competition. These are the best of the best of the best. And you'll pay, most of these guys are making the least amount that they'll make in any game this season. So, no, I'm not going to put my energy and my all into this. Or, or, or risk hurting myself, especially when I know, hey, any injury, any serious injury that happens right now puts me out of the next season. No. Do you think there's any point that the NFL just abandons the game altogether before paying you guys? Nope. Because <laughs> as just like everything else, people still watch it. It was tough to watch, man. And I, I normally love that kind of stuff. But when Mac Jones just running through people and no one's even trying to make an effort and he's gritting in the end zone, I mean, it's either going to be a dance contest or like I said, two hand touch quite frankly, I think flag football would be awesome, man. I mean, the flag football games are really cool. I mean, I know that's probably a lot less strenuous on your guys' bodies. It's not though. Because <laughs> not because for you, at least you're going to be running around doing the same thing. Right. And that's why, that's why guys wouldn't do it. Because, because at the end of the day, they're making the same intense cuts that they'll make probably even more. So, and it's like an ACL goes, there you go. There's your next season. You know, I thought I thought it would be cool. You know, if we're just doing a non-competitive kind of game here, what if you just had a, a random Joe from the street, just go out there and strap on the patch just to showcase how darn good you guys truly are. I mean, you, you could do that. You could do that. They can embarrass <laughs> them without even breaking a sweat really. I mean, but I, I just don't see it changing because guys, like there's no incentive for guys to play. There's no, right. there's nothing to gain for playing in this game. I'm not proving any, like there was, the game wasn't as big as it is now when Dion and Shannon, those guys play, like that was a chance for you to truly showcase. Like I'm why I'm the best of the best. I can showcase it all season and show you my highlight tapes and you can go watch my videos on YouTube. And like, there's so much more exposure these days. So it's like, Hey, you can go check out my Instagram and see my highlight videos. You can, that, it's not the one time a year where I get to freaking show you who I am and express my personality and do all that. You can go to my social media anytime. Imagine right. if Deion Sanders had social media when Deion Sanders was playing football. It'd been a whole different, he'd be even bigger uh, than he is he, now. He'd be the Odell of his generation. I mean, right. multi-million dollars or multi-millions of followers, you know, it's, it's and, insane. And so it's, it's not, it's, it's no incentive, you know, I mean, should the NFL go away from it? Yeah. But NFL should do a lot of things and change well, but until the bottom line. Probably going to probably going to take a key injury to somebody, you know, that's in that game for them to make that decision. And that's, you would hate right. to see that, but that's unfortunately the path that is probably going to break uh, and make the decision for them. Right. Richard, let's talk a little bit about the matchup. I don't want to occupy too much of that because we got a great guest and Michael Robinson jumping on. I know you guys are going to talk that game, but 
you know, you obviously playing cornerback and you, this uh, heavy hitters at the wide receiver position. Um, you've played a ton against Cooper cup and the Rams, but let's talk about Jamar chase. Someone you haven't matched up against. Uh, obviously, you know, Jalen Ramsey is, is in the prime of his career is having a, an incredible career and he's got a huge test and he called out Jamar saying, I want this matchup. You know, who do you think has the upper hand in this matchup? And what uh, what do each guy have to do to prepare for each other? Well, how, how the Rams calls the scheme, um, Jamar Chase has it. Um, because because they're, you know, from what I've seen on tape, they're forcing them to play off. They're not letting Jalen Ramsey press and be in control and be in man-to-man coverage because the rest of the team can't play man-to-man coverage. You can't put Ritter in man-to-man coverage on, on Joe Mixon. You can't put the rest of his corners on in man-to-man coverage with with uh, T Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd, you can't put those guys in one-on-one coverage. So you're not going to be in one-on-one coverage. So you're going to be, uh, you're going to be a victim of circumstance. Like, hey, whatever you call, if the, if if Joe Burrows has his read on a, if it's cover three, he has a cover three beater for Jamar Chase. He's going to have it. He's going to get it, and it's going to be nothing you can do because it's not man-to-man covered. So that's why those, a lot of those matchups are overblown because. At the end of the day, you have to get the perfect call at the perfect time, and the quarterback has to target him. If they're getting man to man, he has better matchups all over the field. Why would he? Why would he shoot at you? He can literally Joe Mixon on your middle linebacker. He'll take that a hundred times out of a hundred. He'll take T Higgins on that nickel. He'll take freaking Tyler Boyd. He'll take all those matchups over the matchup he has with you. But if he has a coverage that's favorable and Jalen has happens to be over there, I'm sure he'll take it. Michael Robinson, you and I talked about it offline. The guy's got an amazing past, and uh, if people don't know it, they should throw him a quick Google. You know, four-year high school starter at quarterback, goes to Penn State, is just basically the Taysom Hill at Penn State, playing running back, you know, playing a little slot wide out, playing quarterback, you know, and here's a guy that gets into the NFL and changes to fullback and is a special teams guy and really paves a great path for an excellent career. What was it like being a teammate of his on Seattle? He was a fantastic guy, fantastic player, teammate. You know, fullback is such a thankless position, and he played it really well. Um, he was a captain on special teams, uh, and guys voted him because of how much respect uh, they had for him and the sacrifices that he made and the, the level he played at. And he did a, he did a whole lot for, for our teams. You know, the year we won the Super Bowl, he is a huge part of that, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him. Hey, this is a Richard Sherman podcast brought to you by Super Draft Fantasy, the official fantasy partner of Caesar Rewards. To all my PFF listeners, it's time to get hooked up when you play. Get a $10 bonus when you deposit 10 by using the code PFF at registration. Just download Super Draft and start playing games like Super 15. Get your hands on some cash prizes, Caesar Rewards credits, and more. We're even hooking you up with free PFF Elite subscription when you sign up. Just download the Super Draft app on Apple or Play Store. Use the code PFF when you create an account, deposit $10, and get a free PFF Elite subscription. The offer is only eligible for new accounts. Sorry, everybody who's already subscribed, but new accounts, it's exciting. Super Draft paid fantasy contests are available in 34 states. Must be 18 or older to play. Paid contests in most states. Visit superdraft.io for all eligibility restrictions. Here we go. Super Draft Super 15 contest. You know what time it is. A little different this week. Um, no winner last week since it was Super Bowl contest. But let's go with five over-unders. Uh, Joe Burrow over or under 24 and a half completions. Got to be over that. They're going to need him to win this game. Uh, Cooper Cup 
uh, 107 and a half receiving yards over or under. I'm pretty sure they'll keep him under that. I mean, he's having a historic season, but I don't think they're going to let Cooper beat him in this game. They'll probably let everybody else have a day but him. Uh, Matt Stafford over under an interception, a half interception over. He'll have a pick in this game. You know, he should have had a pick last week. Uh, threw the game away. Jaquaski Tart dropped it. Uh, still, still, I, I was there. I saw it. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. over or under 65 and a half yards. I have him over that. They'll, they'll go to him a lot more uh, with them doubling Cooper Cup. Jamar Chase over or under 80 and a half receiving yards. He'll be over that because they can't, they're not a man-to-man team. They won't double him. They don't double a lot of guys. They don't double Debo Samuel when they play him twice a year. He <laughs> has a day because of it. Richard, I, I honestly would pick right down the board with you. Um, I think Joe Burrow is, I know everyone says recency bias, but the reality is Joe Burrow has been doing this at the college level and now in the pros immediately. The guy's a, a natural born winner, you know, and he's going to definitely go over 24 and a half completions. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I know I'm in line with you on that. I think he's going to take on the Super Bowl MVP in, th- on, in fact. So maybe we make that a category as well. Right. Um, but Cooper Cup, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, but I got to be against you just for the sake of competition here. Uh, Cooper Cup, let's call it 108 yards that he gets. I think it's going to be mighty close. Um, obviously, he's had a heck of a season thus far. Uh, but in order for the Rams to be in this game and to win, uh, he's going to have to be a factor. And I think he can pop one off and 108 shouldn't be too big of a problem. Matthew Stafford over under 0.5 interceptions. The bright lights are on for Matthew Stafford. Uh, me being a Detroiter, I have a ton of respect for him. He's had a remarkable career, was held back just by circumstances that were really out of his control. He's uh, he's taken advantage of the opportunity. Uh, I think he gets it, you know, he keeps his team in this game. Hopefully doesn't make too many mistakes. I'm going to go zero interceptions, although, Richard, I, I agree with you. One is much more realistic. Odell, uh, I'm going to go over. Odell is ready for this moment, I believe. And Jamar Chase, I mean, what would this game be without him going over eight and a half yards? So let's call him shit. I'll take him over 100 yards. So uh, that's that's it for us. I guess we're battling out Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup this week. And uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. And hopefully Richard takes another L. Yeah, obviously I'm taking dub in this one. Mitchell made the mistakes. You heard them yourself. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. You guys get your own picks out there. Super Draft Super 15 contest. Use the code PFF at registration. Offer only eligible for new accounts. See you next week. Where you at? I'm in Los Angeles right now um, at NFL Media Headquarters. Um, I look out the window. I see the site of the Super Bowl 56. SoFi Stadium, and it's awesome. Nice, nice, (laughs) nice, nice. That ain't that ain't a bad gig. No. I didn't realize. How often are you in LA? Weekly. I come out pretty much every Monday, and uh, I leave out on a red out pretty much every Wednesday night. So, yeah, yeah, dog. I got a lot of frequent flyer miles. I was yes. about to say, <laughs> who you flying with? Hey, man, look. So I did. I did Good Morning Football the other week, and um, I flew United. They lost my bag. I lost my bag for four days, bro. Four days, and I had to go buy a wardrobe. I had to go get a coat. New York was freezing. Like, yeah, bro, the life of an analyst. Right, 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 right. But you look good doing it. You're getting it done. Thank you, brother. Um, so all these coaching hires, all this craziness going on, who you think is the best fit? 
So, uh, so Sherm, you already know the position I'm in. I got to be careful a little bit, you know. Right, uh, right, right. I know who signed my checks, but um, I can't talk about coaching in the National Football League without bringing up the fact that um, black people need more representation uh, in the head coaching ranks. And, and when I say black people, I mean foundational black. Um, I mean, uh, the people that Christopher Columbus saw when he got off the boat. I mean, the people that built America, the, you know, I mean, those people, me, you, that's what I mean when I'm talking about foundational, uh, black America. And, uh, again, I can't talk about coaching without bringing up the Brian Flores. Um, uh, uh, I guess it's a lawsuit against the national football league. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think he does have a little merit in that. Just the numbers bear out, uh, exactly what he's talking about. But I still don't think it's a it's a coaching or black coaching or black general manager issue. I, I still think it comes down to black ownership. And I think 26 or 27 owners have to vote you in to be an owner, regardless of your money, regardless of the financial team that you have. And I think if we're looking for policies to kind of, I don't know, hold the National Football League accountable, it's not the Rooney rule. Maybe you need to change the rule that which makes you an owner. And I think that, that would help um, with the representation amongst owners. And I think that's going to be the issue. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. yep. That's going to be the issue because these are, are not guys that necessarily are moved by anything but a bottom number, bottom line. Mm -hmm. yep. And they, they're they not in tune with the cultural differences or, hey, you know, this movement or that movement. These dudes, a lot of these dudes are older. You know what yeah. I mean? They come from that generation, you yep. know, the generation where their friends talk a little differently and they're probably exactly. like these kids these days, letting letting them get away with too much. And so, <laughs> and so, I don't expect these men to change that. And I don't know if there's anything you can do to say, hey, y'all, y'all got to let a black owner in here. It's not, it's not the money. No. You know, green isn't the only thing that matters in the National Football League. It's the Good Boys Club. You know, they let Shad Khan in, mm -hmm. um, but even that was difficult. You know, that wasn't an easy one to get in. And so they're not just going to let people in and they're not going to definitely not going to be forced to do it. Everybody's like, Goodell should change this. I said, they're Goodell's bosses. Exactly. He ain't changing a damn thing. And he, he can't, Sherman. I'm glad you brought that up. People have to understand the power dynamic in the National Football League. So you have the owners who hired this group called the NFL, okay, to actually run the league, the players, the league policies and things like that. And all of it's called the National Football League. So you have Roger Goodell, who's the leader of that company that runs the league. Um, and they've been trying to put policies in place. Him, uh, Troy Vincent and, and, and other executives, they've been trying to put policies in place for a long time. But again, it goes back to the fact that the, it goes back to the owners. They ultimately have to hire, have to make the hires. And to your point, from a social standpoint, they're not used to talking to black guys. They're not used to being in the same cultural settings and, and things like that. And I also have to say, guys, the 50s and 60s wasn't that damn long ago. Just think about that for a second. When, you know, Martin Luther King got killed, Malcolm X, I mean, Megra Evers, all the, the black leaders of this country got killed. And I tell people all the time, the 50s and 60s, the 50s and 60s, it scared the living you know what out of black people. And at the end of the day, I think it goes back to that. That wasn't that long ago. These owners come from that type of a generation. Something needs to change. It, it, that's exactly the point. They come from that generation and they don't want to change. They're mm -hmm. not going to change. People are not. This is some of the best football and some of the best uh, rating numbers that the NFL has ever seen. They're not going to change. 
if somebody doesn't make them. And somebody put this quote out the other day. I forget who it was. It may have been one of the, uh, uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but so I apologize. But they said the NFL um, doesn't care about racism. Technically, they just care about appearing racist. They, mm. they, they, they don't care about actually being the racist policies or the things they see going on. They just don't want to appear racist to the public. And I mean, that's, you see it in, in, in pretty much everyday action that that's true. There's truth to that. Uh, yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard to argue against that when, when day in and day out, you see these things happening. You know, the, the coach from the Houston Texans gets fired after one year <laughs> where everybody knew he didn't have a chance. Like, yeah. You didn't give him a chance. You, you, Deshaun Watson, they don't let him play him. So it's like, hey, you're not going to get this star quarterback. He kind of makes something out of nothing, makes him competitive in a lot of games. And, you know, they, they're going to draft early to help better their team. And guess what? You get the boot. Brian <laughs> Flores, hey, you win. You win 80 of last nine. You know what? We didn't want to win. We actually didn't want to win those games. Stephen Ross hmm. says, hey, you know what? I was paying you to lose. And you I wouldn't lose. I can't believe that, man. Like, I can't understand that. Like, at the end of the day, if those findings come out to be true, that uh, the owner for the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, actually offered Brian Flores money to lose, there's no way they can allow this guy to own a team. I mean, literally, you talk about gambling being involved in football now. You talk about all the different facets that can affect the integrity of the game. That's that's all we can hold on to, uh, Sean, the integrity of the game. And if that's being affected, um, the future, to me, just doesn't look that bright. It's going to be tough, right? But it's been going on. Like, because yeah. to these owners, this is mad. This is, man, uh, I need a high uh, draft pick. Let me, let me, why, uh, simulate, simulate, simulate. The difference between mad oh. and simulating are, these are human beings. Yeah. Like, this man has to go in this locker room and watch these kids work hard. He has to watch them in practice every day. Grind, grind, grind. And then you tell him he's going to make a conscientious decision to make decisions throughout a ball game that will not reward their sacrifice there there ain't nobody in football built like that there's nobody you you lose your locker room sherman i can't imagine that i can't just think about our squads right could you imagine in 2012 2013 us having the thought that pete was really trying to lose on purpose i mean we would have flipped that damn building upside down actually it wouldn't have been no way he could have did that because we would have won anyway because that's the pride that we had man so i couldn't imagine being a player on those miami teams um, with those guys realizing, man, we're not that good. And maybe the coaching staff is tanking. Oh, that, that's got to be a bad feeling, bro. And then, Mike, and then, Mike, for the coach to say, you know what? I'm not built like that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give these men everything I got. I'm going to give them everything, and we're going to go out and win these games. You know what Stephen Ross is going to do? <laughs> Peace. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. You're fired. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of people with wealth, and I'm not gonna say money, I'm gonna say wealth, because these owners have wealth, generational wealth. They want do boys. They want people that's not gonna challenge the authority. They want people that's gonna do exactly what they say. Respect to Brian Flores, not, not just because of this lawsuit, but because of just what you said right there. Oftentimes money, uh uh money, um, Money, uh, you know, moves us, right? Money is one of those one of those things that can control us. Not in Brian Flores' case, he was a man of integrity and he lost his job for it. And, and honestly, uh, Sherm, I'm not sure if he's going to ever work in the National Football League again. That's just how these guys play. That's capitalism. There's no second place.
and, and, and <laughs> there's no second place and there's and, and, and there's collusion in the NFL oh. and that's why you you hear Congress like hey we want to see the emails from the Washington we want to see this but they not you're not really getting involved they're not really going to move the needle because you're not taking away their anti you're not you're not really mm. trying to go there Ooh, you getting you getting into you're the not getting to the antitrust oh. exemption you're not getting in there because oh. no. you threaten there you move the needle immediately what y'all say do is done Y'all yeah. said more more black owners three right there. Oh y'all said y'all said y'all said we we need to show y'all documents here. Oh, like, so it sounds like you've been doing you've been doing a little research here, Sherm. You know you 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 you've been looking into this thing, man. You you think you need to go to Washington D.C. do some lobbying? Mike huh? Mike Mike, I've been here for a good time, not a long time. I'm not, I'm not trying to get involved in no politics. Yeah. You know, too many black people that have been drugged from. You know, and, you know and, what time it is. Yeah. You are right. yeah. Sacrificial lamb. I'm not trying to be the sacrificial lamb again. Why <laughs> black people always got to be the sacrificial lamb? Why the man that went to win games is the mm. sacrificial lamb? Why is mm. he the sacrificial lamb? Like, hey, as an owner, you got to think, man, this coach is, this coach really cares. He, he making, he's making something out of nothing. I gave him a roster that should not win nine, 10 games. And he won nine, 10 games. He had a winning season both years. And, and that's, that goes back to the point, you know, and, and people are always like, man, race doesn't matter. Race. Like black people start your lives in a hole. We start here. Yeah. Like if, if it's a race, if it's a hundred meter dash, it, there's, there's people with a 20 meter head start. And Already. then they say start Already. for black folks. Already, man. And so you talk about that in respect to what Brian Flores is going to, he's starting behind the eight ball. Now you're saying, Hey, lose. And I got you. No, mm. lose. And I got you. Mm. Like, no, 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 no. Because that goes on his reputation. That goes on his resume, not yours, Stephen Ross. So you're telling me on his resume, he has to take losses and go try to explain, oh, he wanted me to lose those games because he wanted to pick. <laughs> All right, no, you don't have to deal with that. Let me ask you this, Sherm. How do we remedy this, though, man? I've been asked that question a lot ever since the news came out. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not in the school of thought of incentivizing teams for hiring black management, just because guys should be hired by the merit in which they coach or the merit in which they do their job. Not necessarily as, uh, you know, as a ploy to, to just, you know, create some adversity, some diversity and inclusion. Um, I just don't know the answer to it. Sherm. like, I've been trying to figure it out, man, to me, without black ownership, which again, we already know that that probably won't happen without black ownership. How do you make, how, how do you make it happen without just putting guys in position of power, just as, you know, kind of like dummies or, you know, just to be their placeholders. You know what I'm saying? How do we do that without putting guys as placeholders? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to do the draft pick thing and they're trying to incentivize teams mm -hmm. that way. But at the end of the day, you're not going to change their mind. They, they have to want to go to dinner with these people. They have mm. to want to invite them to the country club. They have to want to call them and check on the team. Like mm. an owner is a lot more involved, especially with a lot of these teams than people understand. They talk to the head coach a lot more than you think. So if there's a culture barrier, if there's a color barrier, mm. if there's a, then I'm not going to feel comfortable calling this man and saying, hey, what's going on with this? And having these intense conversations when I feel like there's a barrier there at the beginning. I'm not comfortable. Like, we're not the same kind of people. We don't, we don't speak the same. We haven't had the same life experiences. So I'm not going to, we don't really understand each other in that way. And that's what we're working through. Mm -hmm. Like, now, if you separated the ownership from the coaching, which is impossible, but, <laughs> but, 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 you know, bear with me. Yeah. If you separated that somehow, like 
there are owners of companies that don't go in there and manage it. That's true. Like, yeah, oh, I own a hundred McDonald's. You're not at every McDonald's micromanaging every employee. Like, hey, is the McDonald's making money? Is it profitable? Is there a problem? Is there a complaint? Is there like sometimes it takes a step, like they may have to take a step back at some point because mm-hmm. I don't really have an answer outside of them taking a step back. You're not, they're not going to have black owners. They're, wow. You're not going to be forced to put black owners in there. How do you tell somebody who owns their own company? <laughs> you got to back up and step away from the day to day. To me, that's, that, that's a tough ask because at the end of the day, they just say, no, I, I think just as always, when the commodities start making noise, when, when I mean by commodities, you all know, everybody knows from the 2011 lockout, Jerry Richardson, the old owner of the Carolina Panthers, he called players commodities. That's what we are in the National Football League. When the commodities start coming together and say, hey, I realize my value, we realize our value as a collective, we're the best athletes on the planet at playing football. Whenever they say, hey, I may have to step back from this game because there's no representation. We may have to take a stand. When that happens, I think that also moves the needle too, uh, Sherm, just, just simply the fact you're not going to, you can't get these athletes anywhere in the world. You can't get this drive. You can't get um, some of the things that some of these athletes bring to the game of football. You can't get it anywhere else in the world. Mike, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care, Mike. <laughs> I, wish, I wish they did. The 2011 lockout taught us anything. It taught us that. They don't care. Oh, Drew Brees, look you in the face. Cool, there's other quarterbacks. Drew Brees, you will retire one day. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you will retire one day. This logo, this yeah, shield ain't going will not be retired. It will continue to go. This, this train will continue to roll. So until that, that will never change. Like, I, I, I hate to say it's a lost cause, but it's a lost cause. Like, that's that's not a loss. Unless cost, people stop sir. watching the game, uh, well, stop watching the game. Look, look, y'all want it to change? Stop watching the game. Y'all want the NFL to change and, and be more and more dynamic and, and and have more black culture, black more black coaches and more represented, <laughs> more black representation in coaching and and management. Mm-hmm. Stop watching. That's it. And and and, and you know what? <laughs> I agree with that thinking to a degree. But at the end of the day, if people stop watching, Sherman, that hurts everybody. It doesn't just hurt the owners. It hurts everybody. At the end of the day, you know how the pie is cut. You're on the, you're on the executive board for the PA. You know how the pie is cut. Total revenue cut, right, down the middle to a degree. I know there's specifications to it, but it's specific. You know, cut down the middle. If revenue is less because there's less eyeballs, at the end of the day, it, it's going to hurt the player. The owner's going to get their money, bro. They, they're going to get their money. So how I've attacked it, how I've attacked it is educating the commodity. You know, I work with the youth, man. We both work with the youth. I, I run youth football all through the state of Virginia. When I'm talking to these kids, when I'm in there, in these kids' faces, when I'm talking to their parents, again, who on the youth level, 90% of the kids are, are African-American or black. You see what I'm saying? When I'm talking to their, to their parents, you know, you know, and, and things like that, I'm telling them, Football is one of the only, you know, uh, businesses or, or, or industries in the world where a black man can be a millionaire, not overnight, but you get what I'm saying, right. just like that off of his genetics. So the, the, the goal is to educate those kids, educate them while they're in high school, while the NFL is still the goal. So when they get there, they know what to do. So I think the commodities, the players, I think they can push the, they can push the issue if they really want to. But I do hear what you're saying. 
if if it's not affecting the bottom line, which viewership does that, if it's not affecting the bottom line, what incentivizes the owners to change? Nothing. 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 Yeah. Oh, Money man, you got me messed up. Yeah. Kyler Murray. What's going on with him? Dude. He uh, lost his dang mind. He lost his juice. He lost his juice. You talking about the way he playing? He's been playing, right? No. He played. What are you talking about? Tell me. Talk to me. Kyler Murray deleted every Arizona Cardinals shred of anything off his Instagram. When it's, Oklahoma, it's an Oklahoma picture and it's a Pro Bowl picture. Go check it out, Mike. Well, hold up. Well, what the hell he mad for? They drafted him number one overall. They're paying him. They're going to re-him up when he gets it. They gave him the coach he wanted. I mean, unless he's trying to send a message saying baseball could be his next move. I mean, maybe. He did get drafted, right? I Even think he did. baseball is your next move. You don't you remove do that. that. Yeah, you don't remove. I mean, we do know a quarterback who did something like that. He didn't do it with his team, but he removed a lot of his teammates from, from, from following his teammates and stuff like that. We're not going to get into that name. That's on you. We're not going to get into that name. That's on me. That's on you a little bit, sir. But uh, damn, Kyler, I don't know what's going on with Kyler. I just don't know what he's pissed off about. I mean, at the end of the day, he was the one out there um, losing no That's what I'm saying. He was the one out there not, not balling. Right. Act like somebody, somebody let him down. <laughs> I just, okay. You know the thing about Kyler? I think he would be, I, I got an issue with his leadership. I don't know him personally, but it just seems like he's just, there's no urgency in his play. Like things are just going to start happening for him just because he's Kyler Murray. If I can see this kid get a little bit fired up, have a little bit more, I don't know, act like you care about the damn game a little bit. I think the guys will fight for him a little bit harder. The Bengals is fighting. Yeah. They didn't fought all the way to get here, Mike. Bruh. Mike. I like the Bengals. I still haven't made my pick yet, but I like the Bengals, dog. Joe Burrow, man, you know, we football is a genetically dominant sport. Obviously, we, we deal with the fastest, the biggest, the strongest. But Tom Brady, I know people have made the comparison to Tom Brady, for, you know, and, and, and Joe Burrow. But I've just been so amazed by this kid's swag, how he's impacted the entire city of Cincinnati, how he's impacted the culture. Uh, Sherm, the kid was drafted just two years ago. He hadn't even been a starter for two complete seasons, and they're in the Super Bowl. And then the fact that his offensive line stinks, bro. They stink like, gee. I mean, they are terrible. And they still in the damn Super Bowl. He still gets up. He still keeps on ticking. He still, you know, gets the, you know what, beat out of him, and he's still balling. So I haven't picked this game yet, and I'm still in flux. But something keeps pulling me back to the Cincinnati Bengals, Sherm. I'm concerned. I believe them. <laughs> I believe they could beat Kansas City. I hundred percent. I believe they can beat the Rams. Yeah. Kansas City, uh, the Titans, none of them had Aaron Donald or Leonard uh, Floyd or Von Miller. That's true. That's true. They gave up nine sacks <laughs> to the Titans. Cool. Okay. We can live with that. They didn't give up as many sacks to the Kansas City, but that boy drops back. It looks like a screen pass on every single play. <laughs> they letting everybody go through. They letting everybody go. Like, huh. and, and, and I understand that, but how long can that last? Because when he has time, he looks great. Like, I think... Well, I say this, Sherm. Aaron Donald and those boys have been playing all year. How come they haven't been the top defense in the league? To me, I think a big deal in this game, the Rams' defense... They need to marry the secondary to the front to the front four, man. Because at the end of the day, Aaron Donald and those boys, yeah, they they're getting through, 
But you got the corners playing seven, eight yards off, just giving free access, giving those quick throws. Like to me, I, I if, if, if to me, if they're gonna be able to get after uh, Joe Burrow, I want to see a little press. I want to see them actually challenging these receivers. The problem is, I don't know if they got three corners that can actually stay with all three of these guys. I mean, all three of them are potentially can be can potentially be number one receivers. Mike, they don't. <laughs> I tell you right now. <laughs> They don't. They don't. The Rams they ain't got, got it. Arguably the best corner in football, mm-hmm. and then they got arguably some guys that wouldn't start on other teams. Oh. Then oh. they had to get Weddle off his couch to play yeah. safety. Like, yeah. <laughs> you think they got Weddle off his couch because they was doing good? No. Because no. they felt comfortable with the guys they had. No, they did not. <laughs> that is where you attack, but they need the time to attack, and so I feel like they sit off because they're comfortable saying. In 10 plays, you'll make a mistake. You'll make a mistake. 10 plays, we'll get more wins from that D-line than we than we than if we played press and gave you one shot at a bomb. But hadn't Joe Burrow proved like, yo, I'm I'm willing to take what you're giving me all day. I'll go a 15 play. Because to me, that's what separates Tom from all these other cats. Brady was willing to go, all right, we'll go 16 play, nine minute drive. So fucking what? We're gonna score. You right. know, I think I think Burrow's kind of built in that mold. Um, I don't see him taking the shots, trying to win the game on one pass. Like, to me, that's that's where the rubber's going to meet the road in this match. But that's why the Rams haven't won a ton of games. Uh, that's why, I yeah, mean, they won, won, won games, but they didn't, they weren't the one seed. That's they true. Were two, like, they were the four seed for a reason because of that. Because they're saying, hey, in 10 plays, Aaron Donald's going to force a fumble. Mm. Hey, in 10 plays, Von Miller's going get, get, to get a sack and disrupt this drive. In 10 plays, Leonard Floyd is going to disrupt this. If not, we'll take, we'll force you to a field goal. You, tr- you, you, you trust your boy Matthew Stafford if he got to throw the ball 40 times? No. No, no I, do not. I don't. I don't I, either, bro. Mm, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, that scares the hell out of me, man. <laughs> what you say, Sam? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Look. Look. Look, I, I've been in this league a long time, too. Yeah. <laughs> Seen a lot. Now, I'm very happy for Matt. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, yeah. I thought he would do well in McVay's scheme, but every now and then he takes that LA mask off in Detroit. And Detroit comes and shows his ugly head. I think Matthew really, I think he needs a physical presence to help him. Uh, to me, if Sean McVay doesn't establish the line of scrimmage and run the football with Cam Makers, uh, Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson, all of those guys, they need to do it by committee. Every, I mean, at least get 25 carries. You have to establish it. I say carries not necessarily yards because they ran, I think they had what 29 carries, something like that for only 80 yards um, in the NFC championship game. Yeah. The, the, the yardage and the yards per carry wasn't there, but the fact that you ran it makes play action that much deadly. So I do think Sean McVay and this Rams offense, they got to be able to run the football because in that NFC championship matchup, man, I don't think Sean McVay had a, a he didn't do too well um, calling that game, bro. So Matthew no, Stafford because- bailed him out. But, but it's, it, they say 30 runs, 30 passes, you win the game most of the time. But all I'm saying is, you're right. Mm-hmm. But the, it, the, it's going to be one in the trenches, just like the last Super Bowl. Yeah. Everybody was like, Kansas City, you know, you know, but the Tampa Bay shouldn't be here. But Tom didn't want them here. And Tom didn't play particularly well in those playoffs. No. He threw three picks in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that D-line got hot. It did. It for, did. For Tampa. They it got hot. Over. They took over and then it was over with. And everybody's like, Kansas City is, is, is pretenders. Like, no, they what they didn't pretend the whole year. They no, they didn't pretend the whole the year. But the then the tackles were gone. And then they got their face kicked in. <laughs> one of those Rams tackles, not the 40-year-old, the other one has a side. He can be had. 
and oh. there's a ragtag bunch and in, in those Cincinnati uniforms that yeah Hubbard Sam Hubbard uh Trey Hendrickson a free agent um carryover from uh from the New Orleans Saints dude is balling he, he creates the most pressure in the National Football League and this National Football League has Aaron Donald it has TJ White it has Miles Garrett and this guy created the most pressures out of all of them yeah Rob Havenstein he can be had but you you may not want to say it but I'm gonna say it Andrew Whitworth should have retired a couple years ago. Okay. I'm just sorry. He's too hot. He's too top heavy. I watched the trenches, bro. And I guarantee you, he's going to give up some money uh, this game. Trey Hendrickson knows how to get after this. It's almost like because Whitworth is getting a little older, he's starting to rise up. He's a little high with his pad level. And guys just dip right underneath his punch. To me, if if they don't give him any help, that could be the reason they lose the game. People are going to argue this to the depth and they're going to be upset. <laughs> The secondary advantage is in Cincinnati. Really? Yes. Now, I do like Mike Hilton. I do think Eli Apple is very much underrated. Um, who's the other corner on the other side? Um, he was having a Pro Bowl year until he got he started getting kind of cooked in the playoffs. Yeah, bit. I forget the other guy's name. Uh, then you got the kid Bates. Yeah. You, and you, then you got Bomb Bell. And you got Bomb Bell, who's been there before. I mean, he's now, been now, a championship. Now, game. now, now, if we just called all those B's or, or you know, C plus, yeah. we call Eli Apple, whatever, C plus, C plus, B, B minus, B. You got an A with Jalen Ramsey. And then you got some C's. <laughs> you got some C's. You, know? yeah. you got an A, A plus Jalen Rams. Then you got some C's. You got maybe a B, B, maybe a B minus. But let me ask you like, this. In your personal opinion, um, because I, I really can't figure this out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Jalen on Chase that much. I would put him on T. Higgins. To me, that's a better matchup because they're two bigger guys. And I would double Chase on the other side. If you were a defense coordinator, kind of how would you deal with these three? Because, I mean, T. Higgins, he's the red zone threat, the 50-50 ball guy. Jamar Chase, when he gets the ball in his hands, he breaks tackles over 650 yards um, after the catch. And Tyler Boyd rules the slot. Like, how do you defend these three guys, man? You better get to the quarterback. Oh, so you saying are that you they really can't. Are you going to be in trouble? Uh. Because that's why they're playing. Now you're getting to the crux yeah. of it. Hey, yeah. I'm the D coordinator. Hmm. I got this guy who can play. Hmm. Do I have anybody else? <laughs> oh, we got to play like this. Yeah. Hey, we got to get pressure. Y'all sit back, tackle them. Like, because if y'all press, y'all will get the doors beat off y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And people did it. People bombed them. The, 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 there are, there's, there's, there's some tape out there. It's, it sure is. <laughs> running through that defense. It is, bro. That middle linebacker. Oh, uh, Reader? What is Reader. it? Reader? Yeah. Uh, he can be had. Joe Mixon, have fun. Have you a great day. <laughs> I think Joe Mixon going to have a ball, man. I love that kid. I love that kid, man. So, so all this, and it's like, hey, if they don't get to Burrow, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a fun game for them. Like because mm. because Stafford because the quarterback matchup goes to them. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because Damn, Stafford dog, got, got me bailed out. about some stuff. Stafford he got has. bailed out by dropping that interception. Like it wasn't like they just beat them boys in the NFC Championship. He threw he threw the game away, and oh, the good man. Lord said, "You know what, man? I got you on this one." Oh um, man, have you talked to Tart, man? Oh uh, man, I, I felt so bad for him, dog. It's I felt so bad for him. It's God. one of those plays, you know, it, it happens football. Yeah, it is. But dog, 
I just know the. I, I don't know him that well personally, but he's a good. I dude. just li- I like him as a player, man. He's so I just dude. wanted to see the kid do well, man. Thank. I, I wanted it for him uh, as much as he wanted it for him. You know, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. You know, but but again, going back to Matt being Detroit, like. Mm-hmm. You see how quickly people forgot that. That's they were true. like, yeah, Matt just, you know, they won by three against San Francisco, you know, who, who should have been supposed you. to be there. Probably San Francisco wasn't even supposed to be there. And they still almost to be, be there. there. And they still should have beat y'all for That's the seventh true. time in a row. They, they were a tart interception away from making that a lot tougher of an ending. You know, who knows? They still, y'all still could have won. That's but true. it wasn't Matt Stafford, just arm, just took y'all to the no. championship. His no. arm sent you home. <laughs> you stupid dog. His <laughs> arm sent you home. His arm tried to send you home. That's like somebody trying to shoot you and the bullet being the blank. Now you tried to kill me. <laughs> it got stuck, but you tried to kill you me. You tried to kill me. Your intent was there. Your man. intent was there. You pulled the trigger. He pulled crazy, the trigger man. and threw it to the other team. Man, he didn't crazy. want to punish him. Yeah. He wanted to throw the game away. What's up, Kyle? How you doing? Yeah, man, you crazy, dog. I, I still don't know who's gonna win this game, dog. Um, I'm still choosing, but uh, I got I, Cincinnati. You guys, are you you calling it right now? I'm calling it now on the on on a on a Tuesday. If I had to call it on a Tuesday, I would say Cincy right now, today, right now. But I, that that could probably change by tomorrow. I will say that because ignorance is bliss. This is what I'll tell you. This is what I'll tell you. You got to remember when you ain't never been somewhere, you don't know how to act, right? That's true. We didn't. They don't, they don't know what exactly you young and dumb. It's better to be that way than to be Matt Stafford. Because Matt Stafford ain't never been there either. But, but he know, but, but, but he's, he's got wisdom and experience. He he knows this may be the only time he ever gets here. Oh, so you saying he's going to have so many thoughts. Yeah. Going through his head and all that. Young kid who don't know no better. They think they're going to come to the Super Bowl every year. They just playing. They just go be out there in the backyard trying to pitching it and doing all kinds of, but a guy who's gone his whole career and never won a playoff game, getting to the Super Bowl has a different kind of understanding. Yeah, he, he he's thinking, I may not ever get back. I may have to do some shit I ain't never done before. I may have to, oh, oh, my bad, Sean. Can I curse? I didn't mean to do that. The, the mic, oh, I, my I, bad. Yeah, look, they're cutting it, they <laughs> My bad, dog, but yeah, that's a good take, man. I, that, that's a good take. I, again, today, I'm going with Sissy, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes. I, I wouldn't either. I just don't. I, I I feel like like sometimes like having that knowledge mm-hmm. like hurts you. Like hey, I know what it feel like. Like like I, y'all should be grateful to be here. Like I didn't play thirteen years and I never made a Super Bowl. Like like I don't know if he played because the lights are bright. Yeah, it's but very much brighter in brighter. this game. In this they game, brighter. now you you throw that pick, you sit on that sideline, you start thinking. Man. I didn't just the Super Bowl away. I didn't just the Super Bowl. <laughs> and let oh. this kid, this young hot kid who won the Heisman, went number one. Nobody in the history of the game has gone won the Heisman, went number one in the draft, and won the Super Bowl within the their first three Bowl. years. Mm. Maybe, maybe ever, but within their first three years, he he's about to make some history. If this boy do that, shit, that boy gonna be sponsored by cigar companies. How he walking around? His swagger is gonna be undeniable. Yeah, his swagger gonna be through the roof, man. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, Joey Franchise, Joe Shiesty, however many names you can give to him. Do you know another dude I'm happy for, uh, Sherm? I'm also happy for OBJ, man. I am, dog. Like, I'm very happy for the dude because I, I really thought that he got a bad rap in Cleveland. Um, I think he has always just wanted to win. 
And he's a big time talent, man. Big time talents who want to win. They don't get the football. You hear from them. I mean, you do that that, 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 that's what happens, but I'm happy he's in the national football. I mean, I'm happy he's in the championship and, uh, Hopefully they can get him re-signed for next year, man, because this office will be explosive if they can get them all back. Right, and and Robert Woods, I don't know if they got enough money. They, they should be short right now. But, you know, <laughs> you see it with the Rams, I mean, with the Saints and with Green Bay, like, oh, they got money for days, for days, for days. Eventually, the Piper will be paid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. Pay everybody. Pay everybody. Um, you just mentioned the Saints. I know we started off by talking coaching hires. That is a coaching hire I did like. Um, I did like the, the Dennis Allen one. He had, uh, you got to understand that the, the, the climate down there in New Orleans, Sean Payton wasn't fired. He, he walked away. Uh, the roster was great. They got a great defense. Um, they just need a quarterback. Uh, to, and so I, I just thought that they needed to hire from within, and I thought Dennis Allen was a great pick for, for, for Mike, them. Mike, you know why he walked away, Mike? Why is that? Mike, because the Piper needs to be paid, Mike. What you mean? They over 50 million over the cap, Mike. The Piper needs to be paid. So what you saying is a lot of people got to go, Mike. So talent got to go. They got to go. Y'all cannot field this team. Y'all can't field. Mm. Y'all can't field the practice squad right now. You think that's why Sean left for real? I would. I I, I (laughs) put my finger on it. Hey, you don't have a quarterback. That's why I thought he left. The you fact don't that have it was a draft too hard. pick high enough to get one. To get one. You don't have the money to pay one. Mm. Mm. And 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 this is with the projected salary cap still being as high as it's ever been. They still way over the cap. Yes. Man. Oh. Green Bay looking at Aaron Rodgers and Devontae like y'all can't afford them either way. No, they can't. <laughs> oh, they can't. We're, we're, we're going to try to bring back the same team. No, y'all ain't cut your whole defense there. I think Aaron Rodgers is gone regardless, bro. Right. I do. I do. I, I just, I don't think he made that big fuss this offseason for nothing. Um, even though, to me, Aaron Rodgers is his own biggest enemy, man. I do. He didn't play a great game in that in that uh, divisional round. He didn't. That, he did not. He, he did didn't. Not. He lost the game. So, at the end of the day, I, I just don't see how grass can be any greener. Fran Rodgers. He runs Green Bay. He runs the town. He does everything. What are you looking for? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what we saw Brady take the move. Brady had to move because they, they lack talent in New England. You could clearly see that. I just don't know what, 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 what he's looking for. Green Bay's giving him everything. Mike, they, but they, they hadn't given him everything until he made a fuss. That's when he true. made a fuss, then all of a sudden, oh, start bringing back my guys. Start Oh, oh, now you bring back Randall Cobb. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah but but now but you... you bring back his guys, his guys ain't help him win. I mean, his guys ain't do what? You can you can you can say what you want. Yeah. Look, the man, the man has earned the right. That's he true. might, he I might get third MVP or fourth, whatever it is. He will win the MVP, but I don't need to see Aaron Rodgers win more MVPs, Sherm. I need to see him win more championships. He wants if he wants guys like me and you and guys in the media to be to, to talk to him along the greats, along the lines of you know uh, 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 Joe Montana, Tom Brady, guys like that, Peyton. Man, he got to win more championships, dog. Like, I, I, how many times are we going to talk about him being the top arm talent in NFL history and all these weird passes? And he's the guy, and he's that dude. You hear Stephen? They talk about he's that dude. How many championships do we have? The same amount as I do, and I play fullback. Come on, man. That can't be right, bro. That can't Mike, be right, bro. Mike, I don't know if that's what he wants. Mike, you Mike, don't think he, he wants more five? championships? Is he, no, no, no. He definitely wants more championships. But I'm talking about 
to to be compared to to make it Uh-oh. into the, the he ain't never gonna be in a discussion with Tom. Ain't nobody gonna be in that discussion no more. That's he ain't true. winning six straight. That's true. He ain't gonna win six straight. But tell me if if he got two or three Super Bowls in his nope. career, they're you gotta talk about him amongst the greats, bro. Because every team he's if he don't win another one, they gonna talk about him amongst the greats. Not me. But he won't be great to me. It's gonna be it's gonna be great, and then there's gonna be Tom Brady great. Well, yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady rewrites the, the he's gonna rewrite the definition of what being great is. But at the end of the day, to me, all right, okay, let me ask you this. Would you say Rodgers in that elite category of all-time quarterbacks? Yeah, no question. Why no just question. T- just from arm talent, just from talent? It's no, not accolades, like accolades, numbers, okay. Everything. Okay. His, his, the only thing he ain't got, he got the he got the all pros, he got the MVPs, he got a Super Bowl. I believe he was in, was he MVP or that Super Bowl? Was it? Right. I can't remember. He might have been. He might have been MVP that year too. I think this is gonna be his third his third MVP. Right. So so, but he got those. You know what I mean? He got the trophies. He got the trophy shit. That's why when people was arguing about uh what 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 uh what Ryan Clark said, it was mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, let's be objective for a second, people. Like, take your emotion out of it. People yeah. can't just be objective uh, at all. Like. What are we considering all time great? What is, what are what is that's the criteria? That's what I was about to ask you. Yeah. What is yep. the criteria? Is it Super Bowls? Okay. Then there are certain people that fit that criteria. Is it all pros, first team? Mm-hmm. Then there are certain people that fit that criteria. Is it MVPs? There's certain people certain that people fit that those cr- yep. criteria. But if you're saying that it's just because they play for your hometown team, <laughs> then like we can't just do that. You know what I mean? We can't. Then everybody, everybody's good quarterback is 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 that. Is the all-time great? He's all-time great. We're talking about Steve Young played. He, I don't even know if Steve got a got a or was it Aikman that didn't get the first team all, all pro? I, it might have. It might have been. It might have been Aikman. I don't I know. Think it was Aikman. Yeah, might have been Aikman. But, I don't know. but it's like it's certain criteria in order to say all-time great to be like man, Dan Marino. He don't got the Super Bowls. Got everything else. Yeah, I, to me, Dan Marino was all all-time great arm talent. But again, maybe it's because Sherman. This is where you and I just are different. You were a superstar in this league. And I don't have no problem saying that you were. I saw you actually go from being an undrafted guy. I mean, you know, a late pick guy to now everybody knowing your name. I saw the ascension of you. You know what I'm saying? I just think that when you talk, you know, when you talk about these issues, I don't forgot what the hell I was talking about. Sherman. We're talking about, we're talking criteria. The there you go. There you go. Quarterbacks. There you go. All-time greats. When you talk about the all-time greats, I, I was a role player. So to me, Super Bowls are everything. Super Bowls are everything, bro. The fact that you can lead multiple teams to a Super Bowl in multiple years, I don't care if it's just two or three. Like, if you're that dude, if you're that great, if you won that many MVPs, you got that many yards, you should have Super Bowls. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sherm. Uh, uh, to me, that's my definition of greatness. Then we go Eli Manning. Then we go Flacco. Uh, and then we start destroying Fla- Fla- Flacco ain't got multiple Super Bowls. But I will say, I will. I, I could talk about Eli. Come on, man. Say what's up. Say what's up. What we saying? What, 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 what up? What up? What up? Shirt, what up? What up? Shirt, what up? <laughs> How are you, Big Tom? <laughs> Look, Look at virtual hug. Ah, I give you a virtual hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we yeah. would have never hugged on the field. Right, sucker. never, never. <laughs> and they punched on me that time. Had such an he said after you punched on him that time, had all the attitude. You know how you do, bro. I didn't punch him. I slammed him. Big difference. Oh, uh, he said he well, slammed it was you. It was bad. It, it was, was both. Yeah. I said it was both. Hey, give 
give me shoot me a text. I got text you. I hey, got respect you, dog. All, all respect love. you. All up. All up, bro. Love. Always. 126 in Avalon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I stop. Buddy. Cool, man. Hey. Always love going against you. You always made me think. Always dog. appreciate I you, bro. Hated playing against bro, you. Bro, bro. Me... bro, it was always a damn dog fight. That it was always a dog fight playing oh, against yeah. you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Always a dog fight. Because yeah. like, you blocked this shit. I mean, yeah. you did it. You did the damn thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, that, much respect, man. Absolutely. He he gonna group Texas. Yeah. I wanna uh I actually want you to come out to Charlotte because we're doing some stuff. I gotta text you about it. Okay. It's same, same deal I'll be doing uh, in Richmond, bro. You yeah. know what time it is. Yeah. Okay, for sure. All right. Thank Appreciate you. It, Thanks for interrupting the podcast. It's all good. This is oh, live. This live. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna come back once I said it, <laughs> I gotta get going. No, it's all good. I, I, I've been up since Saturday. I know, bro. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, that was uh the great Steve Smith. Uh, right. with the, right. A big shout out. Senior. Steve Smith Senior. I got to put the senior on there. You better put the senior. Junior's at the house. But but, but it's it's one of those things where it's like that it gets it gets muggy because we talk about criteria. So those guys fit this criteria. That's true. I'm a Super Bowl. Blanco didn't have two. No. No, he got one. He won it that year before we, uh, no, yeah, year before we won it, right? Right, right. That year he didn't win another one. Nope. And then, yeah, he didn't win another one. I don't okay. even know if he's been back. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but Eli but, won twice. But Eli. Now, I do agree with you on Eli. I will say this about Eli. I don't consider him a Hall of Fame talent at all. But I will say this. When it's pressure situations in the playoffs, I may want Eli. Man, that's my quarterback. That dude does not blink, bro. There's some people that get hot like that. Yeah, he and, does. He's one of them. He, he, he does. He ain't, he ain't like Ray Allen. But, <laughs> but he, uh, you know what I mean? He cool coach or somebody, you know what I mean? Tony cool coach. Tony cool coach, yeah, man. He gets it in, man. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could put Eli there. But again, man, Sherm, I, I just can't express it enough, man. It's really it's, about winning Super Bowls to me. Is Stafford a Hall of Famer? Super Bowl win. Call it a Super Bowl win. If he wins the game, I put him there. Yeah, I will put him there. Just because I can't, I can't hold him at fault for what went on in Detroit. But I can say... He put up those numbers in Detroit, who's had multiple um, general managers, multiple head coaches, multiple play callers. He put up the numbers. I, it, it, he did it. And then when he got his chance to be on a good team, he won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I would say Matthew Staff is a Hall of Famer if he gets this double. So we lowering the criteria all the way. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm lowering the criteria. I'm not saying he's on the Mount Rushmore quarterbacks or anything like that. But there are some guys uh, who, who, who are in the Hall of Fame who probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Matthew Stafford has the numbers, and now he's going to have the championship like most of the other guys have. But he, but there's certain qualifications to get in the conversation. Now, if you're saying one Pro Bowl gets you in the... No, not one Pro <laughs> He only has one Pro Bowl. He played 12 years in Detroit, bro. I'm legit. I, big play slate. Played a couple years in Detroit and got more than one Pro Bowl. Uh, you know. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> saying like are we lowering the criteria that's what I, my conversation for a lot of people when they say all-time greats and all that because it used to be a certain like that's what they said it's, it's like like uh water down now because it it's like like oh okay guy got one one super bowl and and one pro bowl and he's in the hall of fame with dudes who got seven first team all pros and you know what i mean two mvps three defense mvps and they're in the same category they're the same hall of fame that's true and, and i do think to remedy that and i said it on tv yesterday 
when can how do you sign up to be a hall of fame voter how do you sign up to be an mvp voter how do you get that i want to get that how do you have more former players involved in that situation remember we met that heisman voter yeah (laughs) yeah i remember that (laughs) yeah i'm like you are the total opposite of what i thought somebody picking a football the greatest football player in college sports would be, but would be. That's what it is, man. But I, I don't get it, it. It, it. But and that's where I'm saying, like, it has to, like, there has to be a minimum. Like for running backs, it used to be ten thousand yards, yards yep. and now they put TD in with seven or some change, and now it's not. You know what I mean? For receivers, it used to be, I forget, it might have been ten as well, or ten or twelve. Well, but now but, they, they but put Sherman, Megatron in. But if you, you do, know, but, if you do that, then, I mean, then you, to me, you got a further filter because. Depending on the time in which you play, the numbers will be skewed. You probably won't get a lot of receivers from the 50s and 60s. And you know what I'm saying? With with these numbers. But the receivers from 2013 going forward, the numbers are going to be explosive. Right. You know but then, saying? You're saying, then you're saying, hey, this guy was a first team all pro four times. Bang. That's oh, it. Oh, well, I see a, what you're saying. So that takes care of the generational, the generational thing. Because it's saying when you're a first team all pro, it's saying that year, you were the best at your position or the second best. For quarterbacks, only one. So yeah. you're the best. And so if you're saying for a decade or all decade team, like you got to make it to all decade team used to be a qualification to make Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. to make it like the Hall of Fame. If you haven't made an all decade team for any of the decades you played, you're probably not, you're probably not getting the jacket. That Agreed. used to be a qualification. But you know, you know the society we're in, Sherm. Everybody gets a trophy. That's the society we're in. Every you get a trophy, you get a participation trophy. That's how it is, man. Then don't call it the Hall of Fame. Call it the <laughs> Hall of Names. Yeah. Hall of Regular. You know what I mean? Hall of Hall you play of Regular. Regular. He said, "Call it the Hall, Hall of Pretty regular. Good." You know what I mean? Not the fame. Like not not say because if you're gonna water it down to that point, don't 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 call it the Hall of Fame because it's not the elite of the elite. No, no more. it's not. It's just like. And, oh, okay, we feel we want this guy to get in. You feel good about him. And actually, you make a you you bring up a good point. Actually, Prime Deion Sanders a couple of years ago, we were doing a we were doing having the same discussion um, when the Super Bowl was in Miami, and he said it. He said we should probably create another room in the Hall of Fame for the extremely greats because at the end of the day, now now y'all comparing me to guys that really ain't in my class. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I do understand, but again. I play fullback, dog. I don't know how many fullbacks is in the, in the Hall of Fame for, for blocking. Right, so, right, right, to right. me, it's about championships, man. It's about championships. But it, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but I just – it, it, It's just one of those things where it's like, if you ain't hitting certain certain markers, then we got to stop calling people Hall of Famers. Because, like, at, at win, win, yeah. Hall of Fame. Like, he, he ain't even the best. He wasn't even the best of his game in the game at any point in his career. At any point in his career. So how can he be in the Hall of Fame? How could he be in the Hall of Fame? Like you weren't even the best of your era, but you weren't <laughs> the best ever. Yeah, that's a good point, man. You bring up some good stuff, man. You bring up some good stuff. Hey, man, I'm about to have to get ready to go. I got to tape right, something. Appreciate what you, got you for me? Love you, bro. Always love, bro. I hit you up next time. Anytime you want me on, just, just say the word and I'm on, brother. Do, do the same for me. Y'all need me on there to, you know what I mean, give you a few thoughts. Okay, okay. No, no, I'm going to hold you to that, bro. All right, all right. You know, all right. I love I got you, bro. I right, love you too, Peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Keep the traffic.